0: He lost his life to suicide. What could he save him? Love. Acceptance. Okay, so first thank you for all for being here. Because for me, as I told Avi, seeing a group of parents that are ready and willing to do the hard work for their children, it's healing for me. It means so much to me. So thank you all. Okay, so I'm doing this humbly and it's just my brother. Um, he lost his life to suicide. It's almost seven years ago. That triangulation between the parents and the children. I was kind of the parents' figure, a surrogate parent, and I always tried like the guilt and the blame, like what I felt, kind of trying to make them feel better. It's just hard seeing them just struggling. Like I remember my brother who was maybe a seven, eight, nine-year-old child. Whatever was going on in his life. Just the emotional anguish, the pain. The, he used to run. I remember. I remember, he used to wake up at night and run around the dining room table, yelling and screaming like a wounded animal. And the environment around him just kind of. We had to make him into a mensch. That was the therapist said. He has to be a mensch. Um, just made him suffer even more. The environment wasn't supportive for him, and it made, it made him struggle even more. You know, when I look at my students, when I see the students like kind of acting up, acting out, it's always what's wrong, what's going on for her. It's not what's wrong with her. And I was always right so far. There was always something going on in their life. Either a father away for two weeks, a baby, a child sick. There was always something. But that's the way I look at oh, 15, 16-year-olds. I have my own 16-year-old already. It's what's going on in their life. Going back to his lavaya, I remember by his lavaya, I was to and Kriya, and I remember telling him, I'm gonna tell my, I'm gonna take my healing seriously. I'm gonna be much more invested. And that's when I started going back like seven years ago. Like really going deep into it. Um, so most of these things, the children struggling, most of them, it's HSPs or a lot of trauma. Say so that sexual abuse, what that creates. And if I, if I may say, probably most of the kips I don't know if all of most had some kind of experience with molestation or rape um, I'm a survivor as well um, just, I can just say on, on, on a soul level on a nafshizigal level the chaos around it just tears the soul apart into pieces it's I recently had a very kind of a very intense intense therapy done on that like for six to eight hours and I saw the the sexual abuse the, on the on a nephish level on a soul level it's the timmer and the negativity and the, I don't know how a kid can live with it. I was just, I used to like just tune it out and like, I had my coping protectors working for me, but I was like, yeah, well, how would any kid just stay normal? So I, I, I thought the timmer level of it, so a child like having to be in their body with their neg- with this negativity, with this intense negativity, it cuts away every Every fiber of their spirituality just cuts it into pieces. There's nothing left. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done. If parents can hurt a child, there's so much more power to a parent parent helping their child heal, ten times more. So going back to the impact of of my brother taking his own life, even with the next generation, my daughter was an eight-year-old, and she developed a full-blown panic attack. Anxiety. I took her to therapy. She was. She's fine after a few months. But just I thought the that the next generation that created just was like okay, he's gone. It's over. The hardship, the struggle. It's over. It was the next generation. Just the impact of that. And for me, I was an adult already. I was a thirty-year-old. I was an adult. It took me years to be to be able to let go of that guilt, that blame that I felt for years. Like. Maybe there's still something that I could have done to make him, to make his life a little bit better. Maybe. Because, um, as I said, I was also a good parent. I implemented all those, I don't know, I remember paying $1,000 for big Balmachanach, huge Balmachanach. He probably would have done differently today's days. Back 15 years ago. And he said, yeah, you have to teach him to be a mensch. He has to make his bed. No such a thing as not making a bed. And if not, he's going to sleep without a pillow. Every time he would misbehave, calling the Yatsele member to hold him down for hours until to break him. That was, with all the, the guidance, just made him more, just made him even more crazy. Just can't imagine that the pain that he went through, the anguish. Just thought he couldn't take it anymore. Like from the outside, it looked like he's doing much better. But from the inside, he was struggling much, much more because he had to... Everybody, the environment around him just tried to make him into a mensch with the consequences and the, yeah, well, just not helping him. I the unorganized chaos that's going on inside of a lot of these children. So my two siblings, the constant the chaos, chaos, the noise, the stimulation, they're both, I would say, HSPs, highly sensitive children, both of my siblings, highly, highly sensitive just, just, it's hard for them to live in an environment, in, in their body, in the, in this world, it's hard for them, there's just hard for them to, to be present, to be calm. Nothing could calm them. Like just calm. The environment has to be super calm for them in order for them to be grounded in, of their body and to be able to be in their body. I remember just seeing my sister just also like running around, a lot of running and running, just trying to tune it all out. And I say, if I, dare may, if I may say, like there's one level of like kids acting out and being angry and rebelling. I say that's still a healthy sign of life. They're still showing you what's in there. I've seen children like shut down. I met yesterday a few children like totally shut down. No spark of life. But I don't know they're suffering inside the emotional anguish they're going through. But there's they're just no spark. They're like, you look at them, they're like dead, walking dead. Just sad, and then they grow into adulthood. If they get to adulthood, and then, like, the divorce rate, and the 23-year-old, just two little kids in psych courts, but they're in the system. They're still conforming, and they're still in the system. But for that, for, for me, that's much more scary, seeing that loss of, loss of like, the spark. It's lost. Like, they don't think anybody cares anymore. Like, anybody cares for them. If somebody would care, they probably would have been able to act out, to rebel. So your parents are, I wouldn't say lucky, but your kids are still kind of showing you what their pain is inside. So the, the crazy outside is probably just a minute amount, what's going on inside. I remember I had one of my children, she had a full-blown anaphylaxis, an allerg- allergic reaction, covered in hives, and remember the allergist told me, I was in the hospital with an EpiPen, the allergist told me, oh, what you see on the skin, the surface level, that's just, that's just a tiny bit, What's got her system is totally hijacked, it's going haywire. Like it hit me then, like yeah, the emotional pain of the emotional pain can just like hijack a system. So when a child, like an adult even, just whatever they act out from the outside, it's probably just trying to make sense of the inside. Their pain, there, they're, they're just the chaos, the negativity, the all those negative forces pulling them in different directions. Um,
1: yeah. First of all, thank you
0: very thank much. You for yeah. That
1: anybody have any questions you said it will be okay for questions
0: yeah I'm more comfortable with questions just being in tune with them and just showing their support I'm here it's all I can do we cannot like fix their journey whatever their pain we can't fix their pain whatever they're going through it's God given Shem gave it to them for them to work through and we can just be there just support them care for them show that we care that's all was very calm, happens to be the last Kufa. He was, quote-unquote, doing very well. Outside, not inside. But also, he was going through a lot of consequences at that point. Because he was doing better, so he was stronger. So you could have knocked more sense into him.
1: That's what they were taught.
0: That's what. All the people around him, their abeyim, the, 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 I don't know, whatever, whoever was in charge. The
1: therapists?
0: Of course, therapists. Psychologists, psychiatrists. He was sleeping like a thing for weeks without a blanket and without a pillow because he was kind of an action. He was a stubborn he was stubborn. He's not going to make his room. So after his consequence I think his consequences constantly consequences, consequences he just I think he just he just lost it.
1: What could he say
0: him? Love. Acceptance. It was never accepted in his environment. Um I said I'm done I'm done with this Dysfunction this I'm not past uh, I, I promised him I'm gonna I'm really gonna Invest Seven years ago I was already 30 I was almost 30 When he passed away I was 30 And the impact I remember One of the One of the nights Of the shiva I remember like I wasn't able to sleep Of course not But just being in bed It's fine Just being in bed And I felt literally The pain Intense The intense pain Either my heart is gonna go or my I'm just gonna lose it. Or my brain is gonna go. I'm having I, I just didn't know what to do. I, I didn't have a Xanax with me. <laughs> I was nursing a baby I was like, no Xanax, no nothing. And I just felt I just I was there for hours. I was like, my heart is gonna go or my or my ment- I'm having a mental breakdown. That's what it feels. I made it through. But the shiva was grueling, um, people came with all kind of comments. Well, how do you do it? Wow. Like you really want ideas? <laughs> Stupid. it's very uncomfortable and just very 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 uncomfortable I mean, having to sit shiver for such a thing nobody should ever know what it means but he could have been saved he totally could have been saved if he would have had the environment support him more accept him not be so sterile it's very sterile very strict very yeah house the home they have they have a home where to come with to come home that's that's, that's all that matters okay. after a hard day they just they have a home
1: question here texting in what do you say about the people who give advice that the kids um they shouldn't be spoiled and why should they ever become better okay. if they have support and acceptance from their parents the camera
0: I you spoiled of what of spoiled of acceptance
1: from we'll buying them stuff and giving them money and showing when, when he'll be healthy. When he'll be healthy, yeah,
0: we'll take care of it. I never saw a spoiled child, like a child being ruined from being too spoiled. From having too much love. Overindulging. Over- why should the
1: kid ever change his ways if the parents are giving him money? Because if,
0: if a child is healthy, they will do. If they can, they will. It's only their own healthiness that they need.
1: And they'll get healthier quicker if the parents give them money. And support them, and show them that what you're doing is is seems like okay. And if they
0: like, feel loved and they feel accepted, that's all they need. They're they're in they're an intense intense pain. I remember when I went through, I had I, I had a deep depression, suicidality. I was going through my times, and I remember I was wishing to have stage four cancer. I had them two hands that passed that both passed away from cancer. So I wish I would have cancer. Just I would have. I would come home. I wouldn't have to kind of be there. I, I would be able to fall apart. I would be able to fall apart. I wasn't allowed to fall apart. I had to still be there for my kids. Have my house go up and going, up and running. There was no place for me to fall apart. I just. I remember. I was just, I was just envious of me. <laughs> it was just it, like to that amount. My my depression just took over, and I had to still wake up in the morning. There was no choice. Seven o'clock. Kids have to meet. Have to be outside to the bus. Or they have to make their They have to make it to school. They. They have to be laundry done, supper cooked, and if I had a work day, I had to have to show up work. There was no and work. There's no. And also, it feels like, emotional emotional struggles feel. It feels crazy because, there is no thermometer to measure that hundred Over a temperature, and then you're normal. You're fine. Why you're not okay? But yet, it's so crazy. It feels even more crazier than physically being sick so there's no there's no proof there's nothing to show up to show yeah he'll heal he has to go through his journey'll get there. if he has the support the love and support he'll, he'll, he'll get there kind of we cannot do the healing for them it's their journey They, they will heal how long as more support more support more love' that's, that's quicker they'll heal
1: Yeah, it's well, you're talking about things that, when you grew up, and even now, we don't talk about, because they don't exist. How could you talk about things that never happened, and feelings that don't exist, and feelings that people who don't understand this say, just grow up, and you're doing it to yourself. Get over it, right? So, I I think you're amazing. We hear... We here in this room are dealing with kids who are mostly, almost all of them are completely dysfunctional, so we know the damage that could be done. And really, everybody's tefillah is to have a a child at your age who's what you are. And we wish that you shouldn't have any pain and you should be able to enjoy your life, that you built for yourself. But if everybody can can sign a paper, and in 20 years from now, you're going to have this as your child, who's going to be a mother... And a wife, and functioning, and a teacher, and able to share and help people and be a role model. Well, growing, growing and dealing. Um, we, would, we, we first would be very happy with alive. Okay? And then on top of that, we're very, very happy with functioning. You know, and then we're very happy with married. And then we'll be very happy with, um, you know, a stable, you know, everything. So, so you're everyone's dream. You you're you're the miracle that everybody wants. Maybe you feel that you have struggles and 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 things you want to go but go, get to but they just want their kid to to be you. And then we'll take it from there. Kids say I wish I had cancer. Nobody would blame me. Nobody would judge me. Nobody would think I could do better. Nobody would have expectations of me. Everybody would come to see what they can do for me. And and they would spoil me. And they wouldn't worry about me being spoiled. And they would care about me. But if you have inside emotional cancer, I call this EC, emotional cancer, that's equally as deadly as we see. Rahman al And that person, not only they're dealing with that they want to die every day, dealing with suicide, suicidal ideation, or numbing themselves... Or just they see the destruction of their, of their, of their future. On top of that, everyone's blaming them. Not in TP, but the the rest of the world, they're doing it to themselves. I got a text today. It's so so interesting how you get texts right. At how I share texts that I get, and this father is upset at me. I don't know who he is. And he's saying, like, how could you say, again, we have one of those, they're doing the wrong thing, they get upset at us doing the right thing. We don't have the feelings he has. And he's texting me, you say to show love, none of that can help my child, I have no Rachmanus on this kid, he dug his own grave, he should get what he deserves. And he explained to me the situation, and your situations are worse than what he's going through. But that's the way he looks at it. I gave him so much choices to straighten out, to behave. He's spitting at our, our face. You know, they're blaming everything. He has regular Bechira. And it's not true. It's not true. Because if he could, he would. And when he can, he will. And Nabuch this father, is like pushing him into the grave. Pushing him into the grave with... with and even if it would be true that he's making a mistake and he has full bechira and he's ruining his life at 16 or 17, so therefore you, you don't give him a chance, so one day when he's 25, he'll, he'll wake up, let's say he's totally healthy and he's making bad decisions, so you amputate them? Even if it's wrong, so a stupid kid makes a bad mistake at 15, so you amputate them, so they can never be better at 30, instead of doing what we do, so that way, when they can make better decisions, like what's wrong with just following what the Bal Shem Tov said, and the Chazanish, and Rab Gersh and Shlitan, Rab Zatzal, Chaim and Rab HaM and Pam Zatzal, everybody, every, I haven't found anybody else that says Richok, anger. But the professional said the professional is trained by a Goyim. Even the from professionals, they have a very big problem. But they're stopping. They're changing all the time. But the training is from the college, which is which is researched on on goyim, which I don't believe works on goyim. But that's not my field. We had now we hear just the family, and it's a very difficult situation. She does not have the support of her, of her brother, who she needs very much financially and emotionally support. And because he says, I don't believe in all this this Avi guy, this new new stuff. I don't believe in it. She says, yeah, but look at the success rate. Do your research. He watches Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil would say, consequences, boundaries, consequences, boundaries, boot camp. Listen, you have to be home. We lock the door. You bang on the door, you're disturbing us. We call the police, like a stranger. You act normal or else, and where does that end? I wish Dr. Phil would come here and see the success. I'll tell you something interesting. Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Tursky tzatzal he he spent 60 years mainstream AA and NA and did not do what we do and he sent me somebody somebody called me up we are dealing with our child and this is our issue and Rabbi Tversky told us to call you I I called him right away he said (laughs) it's a very cute conversation he was a very cute person besides being a genius which we all know and a tzaddik whatever yeah, I know. I'm like, how could you refer someone to me? I do everything the opposite of what you know. So he said, "I know, but it works. I never argue with success." I said, "Can I come meet you?" "Sure." I went down a few days later. I went to his place in uh Deal. Where is it? New Jersey. Some place in Jersey. And he was so nice for 45 minutes. I explained to him what I do, how I do. He was quiet. After 45 minutes, he goes, "What do you want from me?" I said, "I want you to come speak to the parents." "Okay." Came down here, we had about a hundred parents packed in the room and they started giving their testimonies. And the first one talked about we had a son who was an alcoholic and uh they still many of you know not know them, real alcoholic. And they did everything for years and they didn't give him money and they took away the alcohol in it and he would be drunk and drunk and drunk. Do you know in T P if you look at down the road, we don't have one drunk. Look two, three years later, look, all of, we don't have one homeless person. We don't have one drunk going through the garbage. Not one. Blame her. And we came to Avi and, and we, we we bought him an iPhone, an iPad, and we embraced him and we apologized to him and we, 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 we did this whole thing. On a Wednesday they started, and on Friday at the table we took a huge bottle of his favorite, like vodka or something, it was like a huge one, they actually, and we put it at the shop, so he said, what is this? Come, have a lechayim. The kid is sober. The kid is sober, he, he got so sober that he didn't drink on Purim. Immediately. Within a few months. And now it's years later, sober. And he listened to one after another after another of the testimony of the of the TP parents and he was just taking it all in and listening and listening. He must have been ninety, in his nineties. And I walked him out and he tells me, I gotta figure out why this works. But that's a guddle. I hope when I'm ninety, I hope when I'm first I hope I'll be ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'll, I, I hope that I'll be open-minded enough that if somebody else comes up with a better method, that I'll be able to say, hey. So he, here he is, he said, and what, what was his famous quote? Is the same thing he told me on the phone is what he said, Barabam over here. I never argue with success. And he still admitted, I don't know why it works. Because when someone's drinking, take away their money so they can't buy alcohol. That's what they believe. Don't enable them. And here we are master-enabling and we have hundreds and hundreds of kids who are getting out of all this stuff, with even without the rehabs. And sometimes, if they need it, at least they should be from the Ichide School, or from the small percentage that are successful in rehab. And with, even without understanding it, he was able to be makir and understand that this works. And he applauded us. That's a gadol. That's a gadol. So it is changing over time. And you parents are the ambassadors. You're ambassadors. It be, you to be if to if to Make sure that we're successful, because there's a lot of people not doing this, and I don't mind if they don't do this. I never tell anybody what to do. I never tell anybody come here, but I just don't want people to lose their kids. And in my experience, one real hug from mom and dad, saying "I accept you," the war is over. I'm not looking down at you. Have a done is kol hakip Have a don is kol adam you must, even if you don't know the trauma, look at the, remember we went through the symptoms of trauma. So many parents angry and screaming at the kids. But if they just Google symptoms of childhood trauma, and they'll see 50 symptoms, and they'll say, wow, my kid has 20 of them. Right? It's like, obviously that is the number one thing that's killing our kids is childhood trauma. And usually sexual abuse, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And no, they're not going to tell you. And they're going to deny it if you ask them. And there's many reasons why. And in these days, it's very easy. Google why. Why? TED Talks. You could share one? Yeah, I used to I, I deny I have the memory. I don't have the same memory, but I
0: did it I did I was probably in my 20s.
1: So those are the symptoms of trauma. You said it so good. And this is what we have. Deep shame. Deep shame. Deep guilt. Feeling that I'm dirty. I wanted it. I, I I was okay with it. It's very hard to know where, when it became abuse because the grooming process and and it's very easy to manipulate children. So this is what we're up against. Hashem should help us all see complete rufus and yeshuas for all of our children.